Today is the seventh. I was going to say 17th, but it's the seventh day. I don't even know where 17th came from. Let's just start this over. Today is the seventh day of June. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is a pleasure. It is an honor and it is a joy. And really, it's remarkable that we can get together like this every single day. Let God's word speak to us. And know that we're not on this journey alone. So, welcome to today. It's great to be here with you. Uh, we began the book of First Kings yesterday, which simply picked up where we left off at the end of Second Samuel. So, First Samuel dealt basically with King Saul's life. Second Samuel, for the most part, dealt with King David's life, and now. We are at the end of King David's life, and his son, Solomon, has been made king. And uh, we noticed some drama in Solomon becoming king. Uh, This has kind of become a common thread in David's family. And uh, we'll we'll pick up the story where we left off yesterday. We're reading from the New Living Translation this week, today, 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 1. Through 3, verse 2. As the time of King David's death approached, he gave this charge to his son Solomon. I am going where everyone on earth must someday go. Take courage and be a man. Observe the requirements of the Lord your God and follow all his ways. Keep the decrees, commands, regulations, and laws written in the law of Moses so that you will be successful in all you do wherever you go. If you do this, then the Lord will keep the promise he made to me. He told me, if your descendants live as they should and follow me faithfully with all their heart and soul, One of them will always sit on the throne of Israel. And there is something else. You know what Joab, son of Zariah, did to me when he murdered my two army commanders, Abner, son of Ner, and Amasa, son of Jether. He pretended that it was an act of war, but it was done in a time of peace, staining his belt and sandals with innocent blood. Do with him what you think best, but don't let him grow old and go to his grave in peace. Be kind to the sons of Barzillai of Gilead. Make them permanent guests at your table, for they took care of me when I fled from your brother Absalom. And remember Shimei, son of Gera, the man from Bahurim and Benjamin. He cursed me with a terrible curse as I was fleeing to Mahanaim. When he came down to meet me at the Jordan River, I swore by the Lord that I would not kill him. But that oath does not make him innocent. You are a wise man, and you will know how to arrange a bloody death for him. And David died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. David had reigned over Israel for forty years, seven of them in Hebron and thirty-three in Jerusalem. 
Solomon became king and sat on the throne of David his father, and his kingdom was firmly established. One day Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, came to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. Have you come with peaceful intentions? She asked him. Yes, he said. I come in peace. In fact, I have a favor to ask of you. What is it? She asked. He replied, As you know, the kingdom was rightfully mine. All Israel wanted me to be the next king. But the tables were turned and the kingdom went to my brother instead. For that is the way the Lord wanted it. So now I have just one favor to ask of you. Please don't turn me down. What is it? She asked. He replied, Speak to King Solomon on my behalf, for I know he will do anything you request. Ask him to let me marry Abishag, the girl from Shunem. All right, Bathsheba replied. I will speak to the king for you. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak on Adonijah's behalf. The king rose from his throne to meet her, and he bowed down before her. When he sat down on his throne again, the king ordered that a throne be brought for his mother, and she sat at his right hand. I have one small request to make of you, she said. I hope you won't turn me down. What is it, my mother? he asked. You know I won't refuse you. Then let your brother Adonijah marry Abishag, the girl from Shunem, she replied. How can you possibly ask me to give Abishag to Adonijah? King Solomon demanded. You might as well ask me to give him the kingdom. You know that he is my older brother, and that he has Abiathar the priest and Joab son of Zariah on his side. Then King Solomon made a vow before the Lord. May God strike me and even kill me if Adonijah has not sealed his fate with this request. The Lord has confirmed me and placed me on the throne of my father David. He has established my dynasty as he promised. So as surely as the Lord lives, Adonijah will die this very day. So King Solomon ordered Benaiah son of Jehoiada to execute him, and Adonijah was put to death. Then the king said to Abiathar the priest, Go back to your home in Anathoth. You deserve to die, but I will not kill you now, because you carried the ark of the sovereign lord for David my father, and you shared all his hardships. So Solomon deposed Abiathar from his position as priest of the Lord, thereby fulfilling the prophecy the Lord had given at Shiloh concerning the descendants of Eli. Joab had not joined Absalom's earlier rebellion, but he had joined Adonijah's rebellion. So when Joab heard about Adonijah's death, he ran to the sacred tent of the Lord and grabbed onto the horns of the altar. When this was reported to King Solomon, he sent Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, to execute him. Benaiah went to the sacred tent of the Lord and said to Joab, The king orders you to come out. But Joab answered, No, I will die here. 
So Benaiah returned to the king and told him what Joab had said. Do as he said, the king replied. Kill him there beside the altar and bury him. This will remove the guilt of Joab's senseless murders from me and from my father's family. The Lord will repay him for the murders of two men who were more righteous and better than he. For my father knew nothing about the deaths of Abner, son of Ner, commander of the army of Israel, and of Amasa, son of Jether, commander of the army of Judah. May their blood be on Joab and his descendants forever. And may the Lord grant peace forever to David, his descendants, his dynasty, and his throne. So Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, returned to the sacred tent and killed Joab, and he was buried at his home in the wilderness. Then the king appointed Benaiah to command the army in place of Joab, and he installed Zadok, the priest, to take the place of Abiathar. The king then sent for Shimei and told him, Build a house here in Jerusalem and live there. But don't step outside the city to go anywhere else. On the day you so much as cross the Kidron Valley, you will surely die, and your blood will be on your own head. Shimei replied, Your sentence is fair. I will do whatever my lord the king commands. So Shimei lived in Jerusalem for a long time. But three years later, two of Shimei's slaves ran away to King Achish, son of Maacah of Gath. When Shimei learned where they were, he saddled his donkey and went to Gath to search for them. When he found them, he brought them back to Jerusalem. Solomon heard that Shimei had left Jerusalem and had gone to Gath and returned. So the king sent for Shimei and demanded, Didn't I make you swear by the Lord and warn you not to go anywhere else or you would surely die? And you replied, The sentence is fair. I will do as you say. Then why haven't you kept your oath to the Lord and obeyed my command? The king also said to Shimei, You certainly remember all the wicked things you did to my father David. May the Lord now bring that evil on your own head. But may I, King Solomon, receive the Lord's blessings. And may one of David's descendants always sit on this throne in the presence of the Lord. Then at the king's command, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, took Shimei outside and killed him. So the kingdom was now firmly in Solomon's grip. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and married one of his daughters. He brought her to live in the city of David until he could finish building his palace and the temple of the Lord and the wall around the city. At that time, the people of Israel sacrificed their offerings at local places of worship, for a temple honoring the name of the Lord had not yet been built. Acts 5 But there was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said, 
Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit, and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell, or not sell, as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Was this the price you and your husband received for your land? Yes, she replied. That was the price. And Peter said, How could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door, and they will carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord. Crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak the apostles entered the temple as they were told and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported, the jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside. But when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name, 
he said. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who is given by God to those who obey him. When they heard this, the high council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, Men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago there was that fellow Theudas, who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed, and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too, and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. Let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. The others accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. Psalm 125 a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. Those who trust in the Lord are as secure as Mount Zion. They will not be defeated, but will endure forever. Just as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forever. The wicked will not rule the land of the godly, for then the godly might be tempted to do wrong. O Lord, do good to those who are good, whose hearts are in tune with you. But banish those who turn to crooked ways, O Lord. Take them away with those who do evil. May Israel have peace. Proverbs 16.25 There is a path before each person that seems right, 
but it ends in death. Okay, so uh, fr from our time in First Kings, we said goodbye to King David, and we've been traveling with King David for quite a while now, so uh, saying goodbye to somebody we got to know pretty well. And um, we saw that the transfer of power uh, to his son Solomon did not go smoothly. Uh, and we also saw that Solomon's going to need more than political alliances and uh, smarts to rule. And this was becoming very clear to him. In the book of Acts, uh, we continue to see the gospel move forward, right? So, so every day, people were being taught in the temple complex near a place called Solomon's Colonnade. People were finding healing and, uh, and the believers were all held in high regard. Uh, even though a lot of people who respected them kept their distance, right, and stayed on the sidelines because they were afraid of the religious leaders. And uh, for good reason. The religious leaders were envious over the momentum Jesus' message continued to gain. And so they threw the apostles in jail. An angel freed the apostles who, who went right back to sharing the good news. And so the Sanhedrin rearrested them and dragged them before the high priest. Right? We gave you strict orders. Don't ever talk about this guy again. And instead of obeying us, you filled Jerusalem with all of these words about Jesus. And so Peter's like, well, who are we supposed to obey here? Like, we have to obey God. And then he took the chance he had to share the gospel with, with the most revered of Israel's religious leaders. And it's so interesting because it, they, they behaved in the same way they had to behaved with Jesus. Like, if we remember Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead... I mean, once word got to Jerusalem, their response was to get together in a meeting like this and, and figure out how to kill Jesus. And so that's exactly what they were trying to do with the apostles, figure out how to get rid of them, too. Except, except for one person named Gamaliel, uh, who was one of the leading Pharisees and respected by all, according to the book of Acts. One of his students, as we will find out when we get to his writings, one of his students was another Pharisee named Saul. Saul hated what was going on with this uprising, this Jesus thing. He hated it. He wanted to stamp it out. He, he had no idea he was on a collision course with a faith that would completely transform him from the Pharisee Saul to the Apostle Paul. And so we kind of end today's reading with Gamaliel, who had been the instructor, one of the instructors for the Apostle Paul, the Pharisee Saul. He said, my advice is to leave him alone because um, basically because if, if there's not, no energy behind this, it's going to dissipate and go away. But if God is behind this, there's nothing you can do to stop it. And uh, you might find yourself opposing God. So we, we should take note here that in surprising ways, God is protecting those who chose to obey him in, in spite of the intimidation. And this uh, continues to give us this firsthand look at how it was this faith took root after Jesus ascended to the Father, these people empowered by the Holy Spirit became passionate witnesses 
and they didn't care what they had to go through to bring light into the darkness. And we'll continue to observe that as we continue our journey through the book of Acts. So, Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for all of its different facets and complexions, the different ways that it speaks to us. We thank you for the stories of our spiritual ancestors who have gone before us, paving the way for, uh, for things that we just take for granted now. So we thank you for allowing us to read their stories and enter into their stories. We also thank you that we have a story that we are telling and it's a continuation of the same story. And even as they paved the way for us, we are paving the way for those who will come after us now. And everything matters and it's important. And so as we enjoy the stories of the formation of the early church, we ask that you seal them in our hearts because we're telling the same story. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. Of course, it's home base, and it is how you stay tuned and stay connected to what's happening. And uh, what we've been announcing here, what we're excited about is the upcoming event over Labor Day weekend. The uh, That's August 31st through September 2nd. And we'll be doing our second annual Global Campfire Family Reunion. We had a fantastic, so much fun last year doing it. Uh, Because we just didn't know. We thought maybe we'd just do it, see what happened. But uh, there was so much energy, so much excitement about doing it again that, that we are. And we had to find a place where we could handle more people. And we did. Up on the lake, not too far from the airport. Very convenient to Nashville. I mean, it's beautiful and there's just tons to do out there like there's a zip line uh there's ball fields there's there's the lake so like canoeing and uh this giant slide into the water and so there's volleyball and uh, there's a climbing wall just uh, a soccer field is anything i mean it's just amazing there's a ton of stuff to do out there so uh, come, come with your family. There are uh, some huge bunkhouses uh, for a family that, or, or maybe a couple of families get together and they have their own bathrooms in them and everything. And there's these yurts. That's like a little yurt village. And uh, last year we did this where we had, um, if you're kind of coming alone or just come up with a couple of people, maybe you want to grab uh, a, a bunk in the men's uh, bunkhouse or the women's bunkhouse. And there's spots there you can uh, bring your RV and camp or you can tent camp. It's it's just a place to come with the family, play together, make friendships together, uh, deepen relationships together. Uh, all at the Global Campfire Family Reunion 2019. And uh, so you can get all the details at dailyaudiobible.com. In the initiatives section, just look for... Uh, Family Reunion 2019. And all the details will be there and uh, you can register. And we'll see you soon. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com as well. There is a link 
Uh, it lives on the homepage. Thank you. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that is it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, Daily Other Bible. This is Amber. I'm calling from Illinois. And today is June 5th. And today I'm asking prayer for myself. Um, I'm just kind of in a point in my life where I feel like things are like a fog. That makes sense at all. Um, I work in the trucking industry. In August, will be four years since I made this adventure. And when I say I work in trucking, I have never, ever in my life worked in an industry where people are so wicked and unruly. Um, on a daily basis, I, I get verbally abused, um, called out of my name, and our management does nothing about it. You know, they just say, no, suck it up and move on and don't take it personal. But it's, it's hard not to take things personal when people are downright calling you the B word or the C word. It's, it's hard to not take that personally because intentionally somebody called me out of my name, um, no matter if you're frustrated or not. And recently, I've just been feeling really burnt out in my job. Like I'm, I'm grateful that I have a job, don't get me wrong, but some days it's just mentally draining and I feel like I just, I can't do this anymore. So I'm just kind of at the crossroads where maybe I need to do something else or what. But, um, sorry, I don't mean to get emotional. But a position for another department came up and unfortunately I wasn't notified about it. So I was not able to apply and now it's too late. It's just, it's very displeasing. Um, I try to think of it as, even though it's something I really wanted, it may not be something that's... Hi, Daily Audio Bible. Good morning. This is Grace from Tampa. I'm calling. I, I want to thank God for all of you. Uh, it's um, May... Or no, it's June 5th, and I just listened to the June 5th podcast, and Brian talked about uh, the notion that in the book of Acts, Peter says, why, why do you consider this strange? And I also heard uh, a prayer request for a little boy who was going through surgery, and I thought it was perfect timing. I tend not to call because I'm worried about sounding a little clumsy in my prayers, but I I thought that it was it was perfect that those two that the the message today and and that prayer request came in on the same day. So Lord God, we command healing for that little boy that little boy who's undergoing surgery in Denver, Lord God. I thank you that that you love the little children. You love them so much, Lord God, and that you hold them close. And so, Lord God, I thank you for for complete and total healing for that little boy, that this will be a testimony that when he is 
eight and ten and and a teenager and a grown man, Lord God, that he can look back and see that you had your hand on him from the very beginning, Lord God. So I thank you, Daily Audio Bible. I, I can feel you all praying for me, even even when I don't call in as often as I need to. I thank you all for praying for me, and I, I'm praying for every single one of you. I love you all. Hi, this is Vicki from Arizona, and I'm just calling um, because I am so encouraged to hear everybody's prayer requests this morning. Um, there was a gentleman that called in that he had gone through a divorce, and he had been involved in drug addiction, and uh, he just said when he heard this, he just felt love from everybody, and that's what I feel. I was like, there's so many people when they call and you just feel the love that um, we are, you know, a family. And God really um, has blessed me to be a part of this. And I am just so grateful and so thankful for Brian and for everybody that prays on the daily or uh, it's whenever you feel like it because I know that God does hear our prayers collectively and individually and he just is such a good God. And I am praying for myself today for God just to encourage me because I do feel discouraged. I feel like I need more, more of God, more, uh, you know, they said that signs and wonders will follow those that believe. And that's what I want. I'm just hungry for, for more of God to move in my life and my situation. But when I pray for people that God would um, that I would see things happening because I feel like we're living in an age that we just have to have an expectancy and, and God does move because it's our faith that moves him. So I'm praying for more, whatever that is, more of God, more expectancy, more joy, more peace, more of everything that Jesus died to give me because I know that that is, uh, I'm just hungry. And um, he said that he will fill us. So I am seeking him. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible family. Um, I'm calling in. My name is Tammy from Canada. I am so thankful for all of you. Um, I'm new to Daily Audio Bible, but I, I'm so thankful to hear your voices and and hear how you're all growing and praying for each other and that I can be part of this family. I called in about a month ago about my daughter, Chantal. She's 23, and she's been struggling, going through um, anxiety and depression, and she's withdrawn from her schooling, and has just been struggling with life. And I asked for prayer, and I have a praise report. It's only a month, and she's doing so much better. And I, I truly believe it's the prayers of the saints. Um, she has interest in life now and hope and uh um, but I, I still have a ways to go, and I guess that's why I'm calling. She needs to move at the end of the month, so June 30th, and she needs to find a place to stay, a safe place, a place where she can grow and be around healthy people. And and uh, so I'd ask that you would pray that God would provide a place and also provision, because she really doesn't have any um, doesn't have any money at the moment, doesn't have a job. And uh, withdrew from school, so her funds from schooling are not available to her. So she really, I, I pray that God would just really show her 
his love in provision and in a beautiful place. Um, I thank you so much. I thank you to know that you, you were there praying. That just helps my mama heart that I'm not going it alone. So thank you so much, Daily Audio, Audio Bible Family. God bless you all. Bye for now.